Your t shirt. <laughs> Goodbye, I say hello. Good morning. It's Sunday morning time. It's fucking dark outside, and I am feeling fat and sassy. That's right, bitch. I had my days off, and they've been full to the brim with really awesome, awesome activities and the best people that this planet has to offer. And I gotta say, man, um, I don't know. I'm just very appreciative to be in this spot right now. Let me talk about it, though. Let's see. So mm, the TransLink strike is kind of still happening I don't know when it's going to strike where, but I guess we'll see. So I'm hanging on to the seat of my pants. Wait, that doesn't even make sense. But I'm hanging on to the seat of my pants. To the seat of my pants. Just waiting to see if they'll strike here. The first places that they're going to hit are probably going to be Vancouver. I mean, on Friday, there were, I think, 14 sea bus sailings that did not occur. Meaning that all the people who go into Lonsdale Key to work had a difficult time getting to work because there was no sea bus to take them across the water. The water. And who the hell knows what you're supposed to do in that scenario because uh, you can't just drive there. (laughs) At least not that I'm aware of. Maybe there is some kind of way. I just figured... That's why the sea bus exists, otherwise people would just drive there. But, you know, that's one whole thing. Friday. Now I'm going to have to jog my memory a little bit. I know it's only been two days. <laughs> it's only been two days. But, uh, well, actually, it's only been, yeah, it's been two days. So Friday. What did I do on Friday? After work, I went and uh, my friend picked me up and he is... Currently out of town, so he left me his car for the weekend, which, oh my god, I forgot how wonderful it is to have a car and drive and do things and get things done. Things are so much easier with a car. You know, it's a cute little white Hyundai accent, and it drives so nice, and it's brand new, and it's just awesome. It's just awesome possum. So I've been driving around this weekend, getting some shit done. Um, So I had to drop him off at home after I took the car. And then I met up with one of my girlfriends. And we had a serious talk because my bitch ass (laughs) got a little butthurt over something she had said that sounded a little bit cunty to me. And... You know, we had a conversation about it, and it's always challenging to have conversations about stupid shit like that, because on my end, I'm the one who twisted that shit up in my brain, whatever she said, right? She's generally never, she's never intending to hurt me or cause me pain or upset me. It's always light and friendly, but 
when we don't talk very frequently and it's something in particular that I'm sensitive about, which, oh my God, I definitely have those things. I don't pretend I'm not sensitive about things. I am um, generally good with the roast, but there's like one or two things that are, are challenging for me to accept as jokes. And it's, uh, it's, you know, usually something that I've struggled with for a long time. And uh, <clears throat> so she had made a little bit of a joke, and I, I don't know how I misheard it. I do know how. It's just because it just gets, you know, shit comes into your brain sometimes, and it, get cut, it's, it just gets cut up with all your previous experience and your previous insecurities or all your current insecurities with it and how you've dealt with problems in a shitty way before, and then you react shitty, and then <clears throat> one thing... You know, it was it was tough because she's like, this is weird. This has happened before. And uh, I think I just like need to take some space because I don't want to fight. I don't want to have this kind of issue happen when we're joking. And I'm like, I understand that. And there was this thing she said that was like, if we talk again, we talk again. If we don't, it is what it is. And I was kind of like, that doesn't sound like a space thing. That sounds like a relationship ending kind of thing, which I'm fine with if that's what you want. But I'm not interested in having people who are like, it is what it is. If you're gone, you're gone. Who cares? Because I don't want to keep those kind of people around. I want the kind of people around who like, if you're gone, I will be sad. I will be upset. It will hurt me that you're not around anymore because I like you so much. So why on earth would I be cool with being it just is what it is? Sometimes it happens and that's fine right? You can't really get mad at it. But when someone's saying that to you, it has a way different effect, especially, especially after they're going to call you family. And I don't know if you guys remember what happened with Esau, but that fat bitch called me family. And I didn't like that either because I'm like, Ugh, you sure don't know how to treat family if you're calling me family. Anyways, the same kind of thing happened where I was like, I don't understand how you can call someone family and just be like, if we don't talk, it's whatever. Right. That that title for me is a serious one because I don't have family. So I'm trying to recreate that feeling through my friendships. And uh, for the most part, I'm doing great with that. But this hurt me and I was just super upset. And I had to go through this thing where I was like, look, if that's what you think is best, do it, because I can't guarantee that if you make a joke of that nature again, that I'm not going to have a reaction. It's going to be different next time because this time we've had a conversation about it. It's going to be different every time because I'm sitting here telling you that this is not on you. I understand that how I interpreted that incorrectly, um, out of alignment with your intention to just make a joke that's my fault. That's my responsibility. And that's on me to take responsibility for, to be aware of for next time, to not cause a disruption in our friendship. You know what I mean? Like, it's a difficult thing to do to sit here. And I had to go through this whole thing and be like, it really makes you think about yourself, right? When you're, when you're telling somebody like, look, I understand it's really stupid and petty of me with this particular thing to get butt hurt. I'm not even going to say it because I'm embarrassed. <laughs> so hold on, sip of coffee. Mm, mm, mm. 
Okay. But anyway, it's a very difficult thing to sit with your friend and, uh, well, just in general, to admit that you're wrong is hard. And then also, you know, you do cause a problem when you have an issue with something so little and, uh, they don't know what to do. She's like, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to deal with this. Like, it's just annoying. And I'm like, yes, it is. You're right. And I understand it's annoying. It's going to be annoying until the pattern subsides and until there are opportunities presented where that particular insecurity of mine is exercised. You know what I mean? So this experience is going to make the next one a little bit different. But I don't want you to feel like you can't make jokes and you can't say things to protect me because I'm sensitive about it. I'm simply letting you know that this is how it hit my stupid brain and this is what it produced. And I'm aware and I understand that it causes tension and I know it's not good. All I can do is apologize Because I can't necessarily control my reaction to something that I've misinterpreted. And I can't control the the fact that I misinterpreted it. Um, All I can do is be honest, react honestly in the moment, which is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to pretend I don't feel sensitive. I'm not going to not react however my fucking emotions think I should accordingly, which I don't really have control over anyway. And I'm not going to... I'm not going to, like... I'm also not going to blame you when I, I can see that, me- that mechanics occurring in my mind, right? In the moment, no. But as soon as something happens and I react and I notice it, I'll say right away, you know what? It was kind of my fault. Like, it was my fault. I misinterpreted this. The responsibility is on me. I don't want you to feel like you can't make jokes please don't take it as like you can't be yourself or whatever. Because one of the the defining aspects of any of the friendships that I have in my life is like, you are allowed to be yourself, whatever the hell that means. I don't want you to restrict yourself around me. What that means is parts of our personality are going to clash if we're going to be totally real with how we feel And just the way that we are. And that means there's going to be some times that are really unpleasant. Where, you know, I get butthurt and react over some stupid shit that she wasn't trying to say to me. And then for me, that's like, I kind of like it just because there's an opportunity there to dig into something that is a, a problem, you know, in the way that I think or see things that causes a disruption in the friendship or whatever. So I always see arguments and stuff like that as a sort of opportunity to work it out. And I always think it strengthens a relationship to be able to talk about that tough shit, no matter how difficult it is. And the other thing that's really important that I've recognized is if you're the kind of person or if you have misinterpreted something and someone's telling you their intention was not this or that, in what they said, action is a little different, right? Like some people do shit that's clearly stupid, but sometimes you make a joke and it sounds a little harsh or whatever, or you hear it harshly, I should say. <clears throat> and um, it's important to recognize that you made the mistake of reading them incorrectly. And 
noticing that their intent was not to hurt you or upset you. They were just making light of a situation, which is what joking is. You make light of things that are difficult and things that are sensitive. And that's how we cope, right? It's a good way to cope. This particular time, I ended up just being a total bitch. Baby. Total baby. Like, I just had a momentary temper tantrum. But I could not leave. No matter what the the conclusion was of that conversation with her, I could not leave her thinking that she's at fault in any way because I misinterpreted something and she was just making a joke. You know? I'm like, you be yourself. I like you the way you are. You are a spicy person. You're like me like that. Sometimes we say things and it just sounds a little cunty. But who gives a shit? You should be able to say what you want to say, how you want to say it, without this reaction. Now, I'm sorry that I reacted that way. I'm not exactly proud of it. I'm not going to defend it because I had a reaction to a false emotion that was created, again, out of insecurity. You know, please understand that I get this is my responsibility. And it really, really helps to be that person who doesn't make the other person who is just making a joke feel bad because they made a joke, you know? And I'm lucky. I'm lucky I had the opportunity to have the conversation with her and we sat for a couple hours and we really hashed it out, you know? Um, The deeper you get into a relationship and the more you get to know someone and the, the kind of closer you get, it gets a little bit harder to deal with this kind of stuff. And it's not surprising that people want to fuck off or take space. It's totally cool. And <clears throat> also upsetting, right? It doesn't feel good when someone wants to take space from you. They should be able to. It's good. It's healthy. But it doesn't feel good at all. And, uh, you know, that, that opens your eyes. And you're like, well, if if you need that, then take it. Because I don't want you to feel like we're fighting. But we also view this arguing thing differently. It may be annoying for you. But for me, I, I get to work out things in my head. I can't know what's wrong with me until I, the thing happens that provokes the reaction to make me see that something incorrect or something misaligned, some misalignment has occurred. And then I can fix it. And then I can fix it, right? I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm not some fuckbag sometimes who can't make a mistake and who can't misinterpret things because I most certainly can. And it's crazy to think so too just because things have been really fun lately. I'm, I feel whole. I feel good. I feel full and happy and just good. So even to have that to have that little bit of a thing is like what is going on with you why are you even reacting like this to a stupid joke what is happening to you <laughs> but again if it's about something you're sensitive about then you will tend to react and it happens it's just human emotion but i can tell you this it truly does feel like an accomplishment on my part to be able to hold myself responsible for bitching out and being a baby and taking it out on my friend. You know, it's you can't blame other people for the way that you misinterpret things sometimes. You just can't. And even if even if there there's something about the way that they said it that hit you, oh, it's the it's not what you said, it's the way you said it. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> 
oh, that will never be my complaint. But when the misinterpretation happens, that's basically what it is, isn't it? It's not what you said. It's the way you said it. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Get out of here. Anyways, that conversation ended on a positive note. It was challenging to have. And I really, I really don't like the idea of not getting along with people I really care about and having difficulty. But also, as I've talked about before, conflict resolution is so important and you don't progress through your relationships without it. You just don't. As hard as it is and as much as it really sucks and as much as you just want to die and avoid it and run away, it's just, you don't get better without it. You just don't. Like now... I'm forever changed in a way that if a joke of that nature is made to me again, that experience will be painted over it. You know, it's a filter through which that experience will be had again. And it'll just temper my behavior ever so slightly. And it'll help. It'll be a useful thing for me in future. And generally, your friends, like my friends, my friends, dude, the people who are pretty much the coolest people in the fucking world, who love me and care for me and make sure I'm good, they're not going to hurt me on purpose, (laughs) you know, like they're just not. And if I feel like they are, I'm in a great spot where I can talk to them. Gina and I sat together and had that conversation face-to-face on Friday. We got some Starbucks. We sat down. I talked to her about work and did some bitching about that because, oh, my God, that's just a gong show right now. Um, And, uh, you know, it, it was okay. It was great, actually. And it's such a gift to be able to have conversations like that with your friends and actually go through them. You know, she was like, I, this is really fucking annoying, Amy. Like, I don't want to deal with this. This is not something we should have to deal with. And I'm on the opposite end. I'm like, what? We are two strong personalities who have very divergent, like, childhoods, and we're very different. The way we resolve issues is different. You know, I understand if you want to take space or if you want to go away or if you don't want to talk or not be friends or whatever, I get it. Because this is not a problem that is going to disappear after this occurrence. And I don't want you to not make jokes and be yourself. So it might happen again. And I'm not going to say it's not because that's not how behavior and brains work. It takes a long time to change. All I can do is tell you, and I mean this, that I don't want to fight or hurt you, but if I have an emotional reaction, I, ha- I have no choice but to be authentic, authentic to that. <clears throat> what other choice do I have? I'm not going to push it down. I'd rather make the blunder and misunderstand, not that I have a goddamn choice, you know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna, if, it, if it hits me away, it's going to hit me away. It's going to get caught up and I'm going to have the reaction. I don't control that. I do not consciously author that reaction. And I, I said that, right? Um, it's going to happen again. There's probably going to be another occurrence. Next time, though, it will be a little tempered and a little bit different. And there will be more calibration on my end because there will be an experience that I have under my belt that I can refer to to calibrate myself. Hopefully, that's the way that I think. 
when it occurs again or if it occurs again. I can't guarantee it. I'm not sure. But we'll see. And this is just the gradual and incremental process of growing and learning through your silly stuff, you know, your hangups and all that stuff. I can't push it down because how am I going to know what the consequences are really if I'm not experiencing them? The whole thing is just experiencing it. And sometimes the consequences suck. But man, if you're reacting, like if I'm reacting like that and someone doesn't like it, yeah, they should go. Totally. I'm like, please don't underestimate my ability to be a fucknut. Okay. <laughs> I totally understand how I can be because I, I try to not be that way. But I'm not always successful because I'm a human being. And sometimes sometimes those emotions they just grab you by the cognition and toss you around and you don't really have a choice in the matter but I never want to be one of these people who just seizes up and pretends they don't have any kind of reaction and then they just get jaded and emotionally calcified and they never really work on their shit you know and I don't like that it doesn't make for better relationships it just makes for a relationship you're faking yourself through because if shit isn't dealt with, it does pile up. This is what happens when you sweep things under the rug. They pile and they pile and they accumulate over time until finally you can't hide from that stuff that you've been sweeping under the rug for years. It just doesn't work. It has to be dealt with right away. And you know what? You have to have the face-to-face conversations about it or at least have a conversation if you can't meet up. That's one good thing that I'm very lucky I had on Friday night. So it ended up being a wicked night. Um, And then she drove me home. And uh, since I had the car, I went and visited my friend Victoria. We chilled out at her place. We played this game. It's her, her boyfriend, her boyfriend's brother. And uh, one of their friends who's like a total stoner idiot kind of guy. But... Funny, funny weed entertainment, I guess. (laughs) And we had so much fun. Like, it's just, we chill and there's laughs and we relax. And it's just, it's just so nice to be with them. Like me and my friend Victoria. That girl, man, I love her so much. So fucking much. Because she has grown up so much. And since she's come back this time, we've been spending quite a bit of time together And it's nice. It's nice having girly time, you know. On Saturday morning, I uh, got up. I slept in a bit. I didn't get home until 2 o'clock because uh, that's how you roll when you have a car. It takes, like, no time to get anywhere. You know what I mean? It's wicked. (laughs) Oh, it doesn't matter to me if I don't have a car. The one thing I will always have is my driver's license. And, oh, my goodness, I've noticed such a difference in how I drive. Like when I first started driving and got my license, I was reckless. I was such an inconsiderate asshole on the road. And uh, I'm, my demeanor and my just my mentality about the road has totally changed. Much more patient. I drive the speed limit. I don't care if you want to pass me. If you want to go 90 in a 60 zone, my friend, you go right ahead. And we're talking kilometers, not miles. You go right ahead. 
but I'm cruising and I'm listening to music and frankly I want the drive to last longer because uh this song is real good right now and it sounds so good on the in the car (laughs) oh my goodness it is so wicked to drive so now I'm thinking in the next year I'm gonna save up and I'm gonna get a car I think it's about time I think it's about time so anyway, Saturday, yesterday morning, dude, every day, yesterday morning, I woke up and I had to do my laundry. I went to go pick up a couple of pumpkin cold brews because those are mine and Victoria's favorite coffee from Starbucks. I hit up two Starbucks and they did not have it. And I was so choked because I wanted to show up at her house and surprise her with it. Like that's how happy this coffee makes us. <laughs> We're such fucking girls and uh so I was like oh crap I was gonna bring you a pumpkin cold brew I was messaging her after I just left the Starbucks I was like I was gonna bring you a pumpkin cold brew as a surprise and just show up at your house so we didn't have to like go to Starbucks for it but um they don't have it they've run out and she's like you're so cute (laughs) I'm like fuck well I'll come pick you up and then we'll go to the Starbucks near my house and we'll see if they have it and thank goodness they definitely did have it I had to come home switch my laundry I was waiting all day yesterday for my midi keyboard I got a crazy midi keyboard that I want to hook up with my shit as soon as I get some time like what a gong show I I haven't even tested my monitor yet It's still sitting brand new in the box and I should really do that because if there's a problem with it, I can exchange it in 14 days um, without any issues. So yeah, I should definitely do that very soon. Very soon, maybe tonight. Mm. I mean, really, I don't have to be up as early as I do. I could do it at night and stay up a bit late or I could wake up really early and do it in the morning. Because uh, I need to get some of this video stuff going. You know what I mean? I need to start making some really shitty music. (laughs) That's going to be so atrocious. But I think the keyboard will make my life a lot easier. I just need to get things working. This beautiful 32-inch Dell monitor. Hmm. You know, it's going to be bomb if it actually works. So if not... I guess the next logical step would be to get a new graphics card. And guess who's going to get a badass new graphics card if I get a graphics card? Oh, yeah, that's going to be moi. Then my computer's going to be even more gangster. (laughs) Oh, I love that shit. It's so wicked. It's so wicked. Anyways, we went shopping. I bought a whole bunch of cute stuff. Victoria and I got matching reversible plaid jackets that are this super soft warm material oh my god we're so cute together it is ridiculous you know we have such girly times we have such a good conversation oh my god incredible the things we talk about it's so much about human behavior this must be a a very female thing to talk about things like that. And there's just certain things you come to accept in life that a lot of people don't talk about. We always have good, solid conversations about a lot of things, break things down, really look at them together, you know. And uh, there was an issue that I was dealing with just a couple of months ago, and I kind of was feeling blah about it. And I talked to her, and it's like therapy, talking to your friends. 
it is so nice to be able to be vulnerable with people because that is another thing that really strengthens your friendship. When you're, when you're throwing vulnerability at somebody and they handle it really well and they, and they respect that and they want to help you through that and make you feel better and comfort you and do all the good things that, that indicates care, caring behavior. Someone who really loves you is going to help you through the times you're vulnerable. And it's a huge, huge trust thing to be able to be open emotionally with people and not be reserved about it or worry about like being judged or feeling like, oh my God, I'm just going to think I'm a baby or something like that. No, it feels very good. You know, I feel very happy and fulfilled and whole that I can be myself 100% with my friends. It's just so great. I don't have to hide or pretend. It's a nice thing Victoria said about me. She's like, you are really out there. You know, you've always been really out there. And I think when you're like that, you make people feel like they can be themselves. Oh, fuck yeah. I want you to be yourself 110% as much as you can. Because I actually want to know you. And I need to honestly determine whether you're good for me or not. Because some people... They have this personality where it's, it's just a facade. They're just pretending they're a certain way to you. They say stupid shit and they're saying that stupid shit to themselves because we do this crazy thing where in some and many cases, you have to believe you're better than, you're, than you are to succeed, you know, succeed in whatever niche or whatever department in life you want to succeed in. So a lot of fake it till you make it happening. And over time, that shit breaks down. It really, really does. You can't sustain it. You can't sustain an intimate and honest relationship with that fake it till you make it shit. And the problem with it is once you've been doing it for so long, once you've been bullshitting yourself for so long and lying to yourself and telling yourself this fucking story about yourself where you're always the goddamn hero, you know, you're always coming out on top. You're always the best. When life starts to, when you start colliding with people who show you how you're not, it has quite an adverse reaction for the person um, who's been doing that. And also for someone like me who ends up seeing that person for what they are, I can't have that around. I'm not interested in it, you know. I'm not interested in that shit. I like that authentic, just be yourself. Who cares how cringy, how you're going to be all sorts of things if you're just expressing yourself honestly. You're going to be cringy. You're going to be annoying. You're going to be obnoxious. You're going to be happy. You're going to be great. You're going to be funny or whatever it's going to be. It's just going to come out how it's going to come out. You're not going to be one thing because <laughs> the self is not one thing <clears throat> and there's not just one self. You know, there are multiple selves. We all want to fit into our environments no matter who we are, no matter where we are, because that's a great way to ensure survivability in unfamiliar situations if you ever find yourself in one. You try to blend in, you know, we're, we're chameleons in that sense. But uh, to not have to shift too much and to be able to be yourself and, you know, bring that out of people is a really cool quality that I appreciate about myself. I really do. And um, 
it's such an awesome thing when it when it brings other people up too. you know, where they feel like they can just yeah, be silly. Be silly, be yourself. Yeah, the joke didn't land. Who gives a shit? Try again. <laughs> I'm not gonna think you suck because you made a shitty joke or whatever the thing is. Be vulnerable, you know, build that intimacy. You cannot have intimacy in relationships, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a like a romantic thing. You just can't have intimacy and real trust and real comfort unless you are just vulnerable and totally yourself, exposed, exposed. And that shit feels really good. It's scary. <laughs> it's scary for sure. But it is most certainly worth it if you can find the right people who are going to embrace that as well, you know? Anyways, Saturday, so I picked her up. We went shopping. I needed some clothing. I got some rad deals, my friends. And the one thing I needed the most, boots, I did not find. I'm wearing these rain boots right now that I thought were super, super cute when I first got them, but they hurt my feet. And I'm really sad that I couldn't find boots. It was really weird. Aldo, which is this shoe store, they had like three pairs of boots there. And I was like, what? This is a shoe store. And it is fall. How do these people not have freaking boots? Well, they didn't. And the ones they did were ugly. So I was like, all right, I guess no boots this time. Whatever. <laughs> what are you going to do? So we walked around, got a couple other things. I got so many shirts and really nice leggings. Oh my gosh, these nice thick leggings we got. I'm really obsessed with plaid right now. Plaid is sort of my thing. It's so cute. The I love the collared shirts too. They look real good with the leggings. You know, they shape me out nice, right? Because I have nice curvature. I have like a small waist and my hips are bigger than my waist. So with the with the shirts and stuff, the button up shirts, the last button sits right under my tits. It just it just nicely accentuates my body. And I really like it. And my this plaid shirt that I got yesterday, Victoria was like, Oh my God, look, that is the kind of shirt that you want. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, it really is. She's so awesome. She like picked out two shirts for me and they are my two favorite ones. I really love turtlenecks right now. Get your turtlenecks out the trash can, <laughs> like Sarah Hatcher used to say. Um, so I bought a few turtlenecks and um, I got... Yeah, those plaid shirts. I ordered one off Amazon too, which got delivered last night. So I think it's probably upstairs with my landlord and I will grab that later. But yeah, loving those shirts, loving that plaid right now. It's just there's something about it that I just like. Looks so good with jeans too. Mm, jeans and boots and plaid. Yeah, baby. So cute. So effing cute. And then turtlenecks, that's a weird new thing that I have, but they look really nice on me too. <laughs> I like try stuff on. I'm like, oh, look at me. I'm so cute. <laughs> look at how this sits on me. This looks so nice. And my tits look huge in turtlenecks, you know? <laughs> Everything looks nicely accentuated. It's very nice. So I enjoy that. I enjoy my female form very much and it's so nice to wear clothes and when they sit on you nice mm, 
oof, love it. I just love it. Makes you feel sexy, makes you feel good, makes you feel confident. It's just wicked. It's just wicked. And then I got my girlfriend who's like out with me. We're having such a good time shopping and looking at stuff. Oh, dude, I'm like living the life right now. And then after, so after we went shopping, we, we talked a bit and we went out for a nice little breakfast at Milestones and we had these amazing sangrias, just one each, that were instead of made, of, made with white wine, they were made with a cider. Uh, they were just so crisp and, and beautiful, so refreshing. And then we chilled for a bit. I drove her home. I had to stop at home, change my laundry. Oh, yeah. And then my MIDI keyboard came in the mail, which I'm so stoked about. <sighs> I was reading, I was watching a bunch of videos on YouTube looking at if I could integrate this MIDI keyboard with Fruity Loops because I think it would be easier to use a MIDI keyboard than to use the keystrokes on the on the keyboard. Um, so that's going to be so fun. I'm so excited. It's such a weird... Being creative or wanting to be creative or whatever this this feeling is inside that just compels you to want to try something new or different is kind of scary and nerve-wracking because you don't really know what you're getting into and starting something new is always super challenging and you know usually it can be a difficult experience because it's going to be really hard in the beginning I know I'm going to suck I know it's going to be stupid and sometimes just the idea of trying the new thing sounds stupid but it's like no do it you love music I love music so much and lately, I've been listening to it a lot. And I've been listening to, oh my God, like I've just been on this Beatles kick for the last week. And I've been at work and listening to the Beatles. And I just blast that shit in the warehouse and do what I need to do. And oh my God, I'm just a happy little worker bee, you know, moving around, lifting stuff. And ah, it's just real, real nice. And who doesn't like the Beatles? You gotta be a total psychopath to not like the Beatles. They are just wonderful. Listening to them makes me feel happy and just ah light and good. <laughs> Loving it. Oh, listening to music in the car while driving. You know what I mean? Feels real good. Feels real good. What else? Last night. Okay, so... Drove Victoria home, came home, had to get ready, and my friend was picking me up to go to this really yummy place in Vancouver called, oh, I gotta find it. It's a really yummy pizza place that we went to. They cook it in a stone oven. Let's see. Via Taver Pizzeria. Oh my goodness. Thin crust, fresh ingredients, absolutely incredible pizza. Fuck Pizza Hut. Forget about Domino's. Forget about Little Caesars. Those places are absolute fucking garbage. This place with this pizza was just amazing. I posted pictures on Instagram. So if you want to see, you can go there and you can check in the description to find my freaking username. Okay, guys. Okay, baby boy. Anyway, I had two fairly pricey glasses of wine, <laughs> and it was the most beautiful wine I've ever had. It was so nice and, and light, and it just it went down really smooth. We ordered a meatball each, so as an appetizer, 
and they're giant and they're in this beautiful tomato sauce and they melt in your mouth practically. They're so good. The tastes and the flavors were just, mamma mia. And then we got our pizza and I didn't, I ate like half of mine, but oh my God, it was so good. And then for the first time, for the first time, I had real tiramisu and it was so, so good. It was authentic Italian style tiramisu. The cream on this tiramisu was so incredible. It was light and fluffy and oh my goodness, food is so good. It's not fair, but to have a treat like that every once in a while is just, oh, it's fantastic. We had such a good time. It was a cute little restaurant. I ended up talking to the waitress because she was so cool. You know, she would like come by and talk. She's like, you know what? I walked by your table and over the few questions I asked you, I just thought there's something about that girl. Like you've got something. And I was like, oh my God, I was looking at you and I thought the same thing. I'm like, she looks, she's just so fucking cool with her tattoos and her glasses. And she's like, we were talking about just like, as you age, you just, when you start settling into your personality, it just, there's something about you that glows differently. You just emanate something different. And uh, it was like a total girl power moment. <laughs> but she was so cool. And I, she looked so good. She's like, I'm 42, girlfriend. And I was like, what? She's like, I've got a 10-year-old. And I was like, you, damn, this woman looks so good. She was so attractive. Her skin was beautiful. Beautiful girl. And uh, I was just amazed. And I hope I look that good at her age. Cause, oh my, and she's not even old. 42 is not old. You know, it's just not. And just that attitude on her, that's that little bit of spice. You know, the spicy girls are where it's at. We are where it's at, my friends. <laughs> oh my goodness. She was great. So I gave her a fat tip because I'm a baller right now. <laughs> Oh my God. Like, thank you so much. You like totally added to the experience of enjoying this pizza. Like I was sitting with Tyrone and I was telling him all this crazy work shit with my boss that I'm dealing with right now. And like, oh, it's just so crazy. We had so much fun. So much fun just sitting, eating and having a conversation so low maintenance you know what I mean and honestly the like my friends who I hang out with they all love that I don't need to do anything crazy I don't need to go clubbing I don't need to do some wild activity I just need to have a good time via conversation over a nice meal with a couple of glasses of wine and just your company you know if you're cool if you're an awesome person and you can hold a conversation and and be open what else do you need? Nothing. It's crazy how fulfilled and happy just something so simple like that makes you, you know? Oh my God. And the, the, the thing is, over the years I've learned that yes, it's difficult to be totally open sometimes because you don't want to be embarrassed I'm at a point where I don't have any shame I'm not embarrassed about the person I am I'm I'm at a point where I want to accept responsibility for who I am the good and the bad sides and my relationships that I have in my life 
with my friends here who I've been spending time with and seeing have deepened, have gotten so much better. You know, like we have such great conversations about life and we, we're learning things and we're understanding things and we're accepting truths and it's, it's just like... I don't know. I couldn't ask for a better situation. I have really, really good people in my life. And uh, I'm fucking stoked. (laughs) Not that I wasn't happy to be alive before, but I think that I might have been overstating it because now it's different. Now I'm making the effort to to actually hang out and not be a loner. And I'm not like, oh my God, I have nobody. I'm so full of shit. I have so many people who want to hang out with me. It's fucking wicked. It's wicked. I'm in high demand. The supply is scarce. I've been like trying to schedule phone calls with people and stuff too. Oh my God, are you bragging about having friends? Yeah, fuck yeah. My life is wicked. I'm going to appreciate it. I'm going to appreciate the shit out of what I have because it is so good and it's so lovely and it didn't just fall out of the sky, you know? (laughs) It takes years and years of like really forging relationships with people to get them get them to a point where they're great and I feel like I'm hitting hitting some sort of cusp with that and uh, I just feel fortunate and really happy it's great to go out it's great to not be stressed about money it's great to have money in the bank and it's great to just chill you know chill it's good to be in a good space man that feels good And it can't be understated for me. And I'm very happy. I'm very happy that like my friends feel comfortable being vulnerable with me and trusting me. Like that reciprocity of vulnerability and trust and telling each other things and like doing the things that you're supposed to do in a wholesome relationship if you want a wholesome relationship makes it that much better. Like, duh, obviously. It's not really that confusing, right? Why does my relationship suck? Because you don't want to be vulnerable, but you want the other person to tell you everything. This shit doesn't go one way, yo. It needs to go both. Both people need to be in it for the same reason. And both people need to care about the well-being of their friend. You know what I mean? You actually have to care. And that, that was one thing Victoria said to me yesterday. She's like, you know, I was fully expecting you to be totally really pissed off at me and never wanting to talk to me again when I came back after ghosting you this last time. And I'm like, no, because I'm not going to take anything personal. You know, you everybody has their own issues and their own lives and their own shit they need to deal with. They can't always tell you they need space. They can't always tell you they're going to leave. Some people just can't deal with it. They can't deal with the stress and whatever else they feel and the anxiety or whatever of telling you that it's over or of telling you that they don't want to talk or can't talk or just don't feel like it. Or maybe you're not on their mind at all because they have a hundred other things going on. You can't take it personal, right? And she's like, that's exactly what I mean by riding the waves. Like our friendship has rode the waves of, of that. And I'm like, yeah, that's how it goes. You're, you have always been important to me. So if that means that maybe I'm not going to talk to you for a couple of years because you need to get your shit together, do whatever, then, oh, well, the only thing I ever wondered in your absence was I wonder if she's okay. That's it. I wonder if she's okay. Because I love her and she is my best friend. You know, we got so tight. We're the cutest together, her and I. We're so fucking adorable. It's ridiculous. We have so much fun and we 
do such cute things, cute girly stuff, you know? <laughs> it's really awesome. And like the improvement in my relationships drives me to continue to do those things that have brought me this. Continue to be vulnerable. Continue to be open. Continue to share. Continue to like try and be as honest as you can even when it's embarrassing and shitty. Continue to take responsibility when you're a dickbag and you misinterpret something. Don't blame your friend for that. You can't say it's the way you said it. Fuck you with that shit. Those people will talk to you in the cuntiest, most condescending tone, but they're so goddamn sensitive that you say anything in a little way that they do, and they're just like, it's the way that you said it. Get over yourself. <laughs> but what drives me and wants me or makes me want to continue on course behaving like this and doing those things I just listed is like the fruits of those behaviors are huge. They're like slutty fruits, you know, <laughs> they're a little extra. <laughs> oh man, they just give so much and it's wicked and um, you open up and you meet people and you become friends, you know, like my uh, Victoria lives with her boyfriend and her her boyfriend's brother is their roommate as well and he's such a fucking wicked guy too and we've been laughing and making jokes and shit together and you meet people and you make other people want to be open to you and then you create great friendships and you meet people and you, you just it feels good it's healthy it's nice and it's nice to be the kind of person who makes other people feel good about themselves and feel like they can be themselves and they don't have to be reserved or keep their mouth shut. They can say the outrageous thing that they're thinking or they can say the fucked up thought that's on their mind because they know that you know that it's just something that passes. This is, things just emerge in consciousness, you know? We don't control those things. The only people who have a really big issue with things like that are people who, are, who think they control so much more than they do <laughs> and they don't they don't we're all in the same position at the end of the day and that is we just have to learn to manage ourselves better if we can even do that um and and if you want to have friends there's certain things you got to do to do that and me being me i'm fucking lucky i'm lucky i ended up as this human i could have been another human entirely but this meat body I love it and I love my face and I love me and it feels good and because I love me and have a good relationship with myself I fucking love my friends the same way I treat them like they're myself and I'm responsible for taking care of myself and holding myself accountable when I do something that upsets them you know if it's fair again if you're gonna misread me when I'm not intending to do something a certain way that's on you because if I do that shit, I'm going to take responsibility. So I'm not going to take any responsibility when you misinterpret some shit. It just goes both ways like that. So needless to say, I had a wicked weekend. And needless to say, I, it's, very, it's very nice to remind myself to stress to, to y'all that you need these kinds of relationships in your life. And you should strive for them because they improve the quality of your life greatly. 
they will certainly improve the psychological state of your life greatly. If you're feeling lonely, if you're feeling all those things, try not to be. Really do try to have a friend or whatever, you know? Try to do that. Try to really open up. It is worth it. Be vulnerable. And when you see how close you get to somebody and how good that feels, you're going to want to keep doing it. And it just strengthens the relationship further. It's lovely. All right? Don't pass up the opportunity. It's a beautiful thing to be able to get to a point where you can be vulnerable and be honest and just be your fucking self, dude. Just be yourself. (laughs) Be your, be yourself. Remember, like the genie said in Aladdin's ear, he knew what he was talking about, okay? He's got it. He's got it. He knows. Man, guys, I really want to play with my MIDI keyboard. This thing is so rad. Oh, my God, like so totally radical. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I've been a little bit splurgy and I still got money in the bank and it feels so fucking crazy. I have like a a zero amount where I can't spend past this point. And once I save more, that's going to be my new zero. And bitch, I'm going to be stacking dollars. And now I'm looking at, you know, next year, I'd like to buy a car. And uh, I'm going to start looking at at some adult stuff. And it's like kind of fucking nuts. (laughs) But I'm trying not to get too ahead of myself. I'm just excited right now and like having a little bit of taste of that driving freedom again is like, ah, listening to music is so nice in here and having heated seats is so wicked and like, (laughs) I mean, ah, drive, shut up and drive. Remember that Rihanna song? Yeah, you do. A bloody, a blood life goes on. All right, sweet darlings, sweet human beings, sweet good morning club, my pals. I hope you have a killer Sunday. If you, it's my Monday right now, but uh, I'm gonna get ready, put this together, and head out to work. I hope y'all have a lovely, lazy Sunday. And uh, we will chat soon, all right? Big, big kisses. Another one, just a bonus one. All right, baby boy, bye.